Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Maybe let's turn to some scripture uh, before I give you my title. Uh, we are going to turn to the book of Job. Um, Job chapter 1. Um, our, well, the sermon is mainly from verse 13, uh, but I think we'll start reading from verse 6, if that's everyone's okay with that. Um, and maybe just a bit of context before we read. Um, so there's a conversation between um, Satan and the Lord, uh, which we're going to read in a bit. Uh, but basically, Satan is claiming uh, that God has blessed Job's family, blessed Job's business, blessed Job's life. And that's the only reason why Job is worshipping God. Uh, so why don't we just read uh, from verse 6. It's flashed up on the screen behind me as well. Um, so yeah. Something from Job, chapter 1, verse 6, says, One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. When I read that, I was a bit, Satan's a bit strange, isn't he? Anyway, uh, verse 8. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless, upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does God fear God? Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand, strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. So there's a challenge there from Satan. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your power, but on a man himself do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. So there's a bit of a showdown there, very entertaining. Um, But let's move on to verse 13 now. Uh, So this is where we're drawing the main bulk of our sermon from this morning. So verse 13. So one day, uh, Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house. A messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby, and the Sabians uh, attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. If you have highlighters or markers, you can put a little one next to this, just a little one. Um, verse six, 16, while he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. If you're taking on this again, maybe put number two in the corner of this bit. Uh, verse 17, while he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword and I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Put number three next to that one. Number 18, uh, verse 18. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house when suddenly a mighty wind swept in the desert, from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are dead. I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Again, put a number four next to this one. Um, at this, 
Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Amen. Um, I know we have a lot of very keen note takers, um, but before I give you my sermon title, um, just hold on a sec. Um, so let me explain a bit. Um, the, son of my t- the, the, the title of my sermon is called Getting Through August. Um, I, you can't really see the, I don't know if you can see the picture. There's like another version later. Uh, but um, maybe for some of you, uh, don't put August. Um, if August was crazy, by all means, put August. Uh, but for me, uh, August has been really tough. Uh, really, really tough. Um, not because of like one big thing, but mainly because of like small little things. Uh, have you ever had like one of those situations or one of those weeks where a lot of little things like don't go right? Uh, so I've kind of had one of those months where a lot of little things haven't gone right. Um, and as a result of that, it's kind of felt like there's a lot of pressure to correct it. Uh, there's a lot of pressure to uh, almost please people as well, because uh, you don't want to let people down after already making mistakes. Uh, you don't want to uh, also let yourself down as well, uh, because it's already been a bad month. Um, but it's kind of been a month where it made me feel a bit like that guy over there. Um, I think there's a brighter picture on the next slide. But um, yeah, so it's a bit, bit of a crazy month. Um, so maybe when you're writing down... Uh, the title, because I want this sermon to be not just me talking and you listening, but also hopefully maybe you can refer to it in the future. Um, I want it to be a sermon where you can really just look back, uh, really just um, look at the notes as well. Um, But whether you've gone through a busy or crazy period this past month, uh, or if you know of a crazy period in September maybe, uh, or if if you know in two weeks down the line, I want you to put getting through that busy, that busy period. Uh, so I want, it to, I want it to be personal to you. I want this sermon to be personal to you uh, because it is personal to me, uh, but I want it to apply to your life and not just mine. Right? Um, so yeah, whatever that busy period is, I want you to put that down. Um, if you've never gone through one of these periods, talk to Pastor Dave. Feel free to come stand here and tell us how you did it because it's amazing. Um, but anyway, um, so as I was going through August, um, I really felt God asking me, why do we trust less when we are under pressure? Why do we trust less when we are under pressure? Um, but, and that's not just referencing God. It's not just saying, why do we trust God less? Um, because in circumstances where we feel a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, a lot of tension, um, it's not just God that we sometimes don't trust, uh, but it's also ourselves. Uh, we don't trust our own ability. Um, so when someone or a friend tells you, you've got to trust God more, it's kind of like, yeah. Um, we kind of take more control for ourselves, right? Uh, because we want to almost prove to ourselves that we can do it. Uh, we want to regain the strength for ourselves, right? Um, sometimes in church as well, or even with family, uh, we sometimes trust them less as well. Uh, we don't tell them things that we used to because we don't want to disappoint them. We don't want to let them down as well. Uh, but we just want to keep it to ourselves and just sort it out for ourselves, right? So sometimes it can be like that. Um, but 
going back to Job, and so obviously we're learning from Job today, um, what's really powerful and what's really good about Job's reaction um, is that even through all these unfortunate series of events, uh, and we labeled all four of them, um, Job still trusted God. And at the end of the day, at the end of the, of the whole book, uh, God is really glorified in Job's life. Uh, so we're going to look at that, we're going to analyze that, and we're going to dissect it. Um, so, so this sermon is a bit practical. Um, so my first point is when you're going through a busy period or a crazy period, first thing to do is acknowledge God. So acknowledge God. Um, so we know Job mourned. Um, this sermon is not saying just cast away all negative feelings because we're going to go through pretty tough times where we're angry, sad, um, but Job mourned. Um, but one thing is key, that he didn't blame God and he continued to worship God. And we're going to get on to worship later. Um, but I wrote here, Job is committed to continue acknowledging God is God, to bless and thank him for whatever circumstances come into his life. So if we just go back to maybe verse 13, um, where we see everything that Job has lost. So we're going to go through them. And we sometimes do this as well when we're going through a crazy period, like listing all the stuff that's gone wrong, complaining to our friend or, or our parents. All these things are happening to my life. So this is kind of what we're going to do right at the moment. So verse, 13, verse 14, rather, a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby, and the Sabians attacked and made off with them. So he loses all his cattle. And back then, cattle isn't just the stuff that you eat in the restaurant, right? It's literally your wealth. It's your livelihood. It's your work. It's your job. It's your income. Uh, but it also is a measure of wealth. It's not just about money back then, but it's also a measure of your wealth. Uh, if we go into the next slide, uh, what else does he lose? He loses all his servants and all his sheep. And obviously, servants is one thing. So all your, all your workers, everyone working for you, everyone working with you to run the business. Uh, but also your sheep. Remember back in the day, uh, giving a physical li live sacrifice was very important back in the day. But he can't even do that anymore, right? And so those are gone. The next slide, uh, he loses all his camels. Now, camels are another form of livestock, you could say. Uh, but back in those days, there are a form of trade routes as well. Uh, back in those days, a source of transport as well. They didn't have Uber. They had camels. Um, so again, very important. This, this is his network to other places as well. So he's lost that. And the last thing as well, he loses his sons and daughters. And I think we all can feel that when you lose um, a family, a loved one. Um, it's not just his lineage, but really those closest to him as well. So if you ever felt more alone, imagine how Job felt. Really alone. Everyone has lost. He's lost everyone. He's lost everything and everyone. Um, but remember, Job doesn't cast away uh, his faith, but he still acknowledges God. That's the first thing. Um, it says in verse 21, it says, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. So again, he acknowledged that, that um, well, before we get onto that, the importance of acknowledging God is that um, if we don't acknowledge God, we stop worshiping him. Um, like, if we, if we stop talking to a, a friend or, or, I'm going to pick on someone, Pastor Nikki. <laughs> Everyone loves Pastor Nikki. Uh, she comes in, always smiles, always a friendly face, 
we could all call her friend, right? But imagine one day Pastor Nikki comes and says hi to you, but you just walk away, just blank her. Can you really still call your little friend? Because you're not really treating her as a friend, right? It's the same with, with this case. How can you worship someone who you don't even acknowledge, right? I mean, it says a lot. So Job really acknowledges him. Again, he says in verse 21, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Again, um, Job stated that God has the right to take all things, but also provide a lot of things, right? Um, but just because God has taken stuff away doesn't make God not God anymore, right? Um, I wrote here, Job found himself in an unjust situation, so unfair situation. He didn't know that he was the focus of heavenly forces, right? He, didn't, he had no knowledge of this conversation between Satan and God, right? But Job still understood that everything that he had from his family to the cattle, to the camels, uh, to the servants, to the sheep. Everything he had was from God. And in, again, in verse 21, it says, Naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. So he understood that he came with nothing, and now he is left with nothing, but God is still God, right? Because God shouldn't just be God solely because he gave us, I put here, blank. That could be anything to each one of us. God is not just God because he gave you good grades, that... Obviously, we worked hard for those grades, but God still provisioned the way for those good grades to come as well, right? Um, God is not God because of the flat we got. God is not God because of the family we've got. Um, God is not God because just because he gave us that good job. Because if, he takes, if all that is taken away, is God not God anymore? Um, is a, Another way of putting it is, do we only acknowledge God when things are going well? Um, yesterday, I was actually meant to meet someone, um, a, friend of, a friend of mine. Um, but in August, he uh, messaged us saying he couldn't make, up anymore, make it anymore. Uh, so I said, that's fine, no worries. Um, just let me know when your calendar frees up. I just assumed something else came up, right? Uh, but he messaged back saying, oh, my calendar is actually free. Um, so I was thinking, oh, so what happened? Um, but basically he said his house burned down. Um, great way to put things in perspective, right? Um, but yeah, his house burned down. I think, I think there's just got some pictures there. Um, it's pretty horrific. Uh, imagine like coming back to your house and it looks not like your house. Um, but so I, obviously I asked him, how did it happen? Insurance, insurance going to cover it? What happens to all your stuff? Um, are you okay? Is anyone hurt? Um, but um, I'll finish it. It's okay. Um, one of the first things he he messaged back. He didn't reply to any of the questions I asked him. <laughs> all he said was, "It's okay." Um, honestly, um, we've seen how God works in faith. Um, so he acknowledges God, um, despite all that. Um, I mean. Rora preached last week, and we had a leak in the morning, and we were freaking out. Um, but imagine that happening to your house. Um, I think it really sank deep where I realized, yeah, the worst of the worst can happen. Um, but acknowledging God is so powerful. Uh, it really puts a lot in perspective. Um, your, God is always on the move. Amen. Uh, God doesn't just watch as you are going through all this, but God really listens and God really hears. Uh, so acknowledging God is so powerful. 
Uh, another example, um, this year we've been learning a lot from Daniel chapter 4, King Nebuchadnezzar. Hopefully you've all got it highlighted in your Bible. Um, but again, we're going to very quickly turn to it. But um, King Nebuchadnezzar, does he only acknowledge God after he's got the kingdom back? No. Uh, Daniel chapter 4, verse 26 says, um, the command to leave the stump of the tree when its roots means um, that your kingdom will be restored to you when you acknowledge that heaven rules. Let me just read that again because I got a bit tongue-tied. Um, the command to leave the stump of the tree with its roots means that your kingdom will be restored to you when you acknowledge that heaven rules. And if we jump to verse 34, so this is now Nebuchadnezzar speaking. Um, at the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven. So acknowledgement. Acknowledges that heaven is there and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. So acknowledgement. Acknowledging that God is there. Um, even despite you losing all your belongings, God is there. Um, I wrote here, Job, Job, Job. Job recognizes that God gives his gifts with kindness and thoughtfulness. Um, it's not just by chance. Um, God is thoughtful. Uh, God is giving to, to you with entrustingness and also just gifts as well. Um, imagine, obviously, having that in mind, knowing that in mind, imagine how much that sweetens everything that we have from our family, to our possessions, um, to our jobs, um, to our opportunity to study here, opportunity to work here. Um, it just sweetens everything, right? Um, even if you hate your job, um, there's still an element where, God, thank you for putting me in this position. Uh, thank you, God, for putting me here to uh, really just be a salt and light in the workplace. Um, not everyone is going to enjoy their job, uh, but there's something sweet about acknowledging God has given that to you as a gift and trusted that to you so that you can make the most out of it. Amen. Same with friends as well. Thank you for just being able to dialogue with people on a regular basis, being able to meet people on a regular basis, uh, be able to speak life into people, but also for them to speak life into you. Um, that, that connection, that, that, um, uh, that real friendship. Um, even King Nebuchadnezzar, Imagine how much sweeter, how much precious his kingdom was after it was restored to him. Amen. Uh, so acknowledging first, and we begin to just cherish what God has entrusted us with. Amen. Um, I wrote here, we must always worship the giver and not the gifts. The giver is, the greater, is greater than the gift that he gives. Amen. Um, God is really worthy of all praise. Amen. Whether it be good or bad. And that kind of brings me on to my second point. Um, so acknowledge God first, uh, but the second one is have an attitude of praise. Um, again, we know that Job does not know of the conversation between Satan and God, right? Um, at this point, all he knows is from verse 13, he's lost everything. He hasn't got anything left. Everything is burned up. Everything is taken away from him. But what does he do? He still chooses to recognize the reality that God is made, has made him. God has created his life, so acknowledgement. But what does he do afterwards? He praises him. He worships him. Uh, God, uh, Job maintains an attitude of worship and praise. 
verse 21, just at the very end of verse 21, says, May the name of the Lord be praised. In the NKJV version, I really like it, it says, Blessed be the name of the Lord. I mean, we sing that song so much as well, right? Um, Job, Job chose to worship God. And that, that's a big choice. That's a choice that we can make as well in our circumstance. Um, because Job chose to bless the name of God even when he was specifically and severely tempted to curse the name of God. Remember, Job, God didn't come to Job and says, by the way, this is going to happen, right? Job has no idea. So Job's, cho- Job's choice is to still worship God, even though it's so easy to say, what's happening? Why have, I, why have you taken all this stuff away? It's very easy to complain. It's very easy to ask why, how, what. Yeah. It's very easy to just raise all these different questions. But Job ignores all that and continues to worship God. That choice is ours to make. Because in this world, it's not easy. Um, even this, just this morning, when me and Roy were coming in, uh, or this entire weekend, I guess, um, Friday, Saturday, there were train strikes. Couldn't really go, go anywhere. Um, had to miss a dinner on Friday because of that. Um, so there's train strikes then. This morning, there were engineering works. <laughs> Amazing, right? So me and Roy had to take a detour to, to just to get to church. But on the way to church, and our dad has already graciously driven us to the nearest station that we can get into Central, we suddenly realized we've left something behind. So you have to drive back all the way home. It was a bit painful, but I was fine. Um, again, things that happen conveniently. Um, even just preparing for this sermon, I'm sure everyone who's spoken here or stood here wants to have a good night's rest the night before, right? Even just for a presentation, even for work. You want a good night's rest the night before. But that didn't happen to me, so. But it's okay. It's okay, because what are we doing? Having an attitude of praise. Amen. Um, but this kind of goes on to, like, sub-point. Uh, but again, this, having an attitude of praise and worship is not the same as faking being positive, right? Um, we all have that friend who's like, yeah, just stay positive. You'll get through it. But we're just there, like, <laughs> not happy. All we're thinking about is what we lost, Right? Um, even in church, especially in church, it's so easy. Uh, I've been there. I haven't found a job before. Like, I've had a period where I was looking for a job. It's been months. Couldn't find a job. I was almost scared to come into church because for the past X amount of months, you'd, you'd, you'd just be asking for the same thing. Oh, can you pray for me to find a job? Um, you're almost scared for people. And you feel a bit insecure as well because people might ask. People, you, you think people will think, oh, he's still asking for the same thing, still praying for the same thing. There's that like, insecurity there. Um, even for studies, even for exams. Um, sometimes we fail an exam. It just doesn't go well. But then you have your course mates or people in church as well who said, That's a, that exam was easy, so easy. <laughs> but you're there just in the corner like... <laughs> Again, it's, it's, it's painful. Uh, and it's really hard to turn up to church wake up in the morning with a positive attitude. Um, But remember, Job did mourn. Um, Job didn't just wake up after hearing all the news and just, everything's fine. He he mourned, appropriately mourned. 
Uh, we're not, I'm not here telling you to just stay positive, um, but really just to have an attitude of praise and worship. Uh, because mourning and feeling sad is okay. Um, but it's how we choose to worship God in spite of all that. Amen. Um, because sometimes, I wrote here, we fall into the trap of trying to please others with our actions. Uh, trying not to let people down. Trying not to, I mean, I was speaking about it as, uh, again. Try not to let people down. Um, but that's not what God is after. God is after you pleasing him. Uh, and that is done through our worship. Amen. Why is that so important? Because worship is, uh, worshiping God is an authentic act of trust and faith in God. Amen. It's belief. Um, instead of turning to unbelief, uh, choosing to trust God, even in catastrophe, or especially in catastrophe, uh, shows a tremendous amount of faith. Wow. Amen. Um, because it's not easy. It really is not easy uh, having the attitude of worship despite difficult circumstances. Um, but even that, that's how our faith grows. That's how our faith becomes more rooted. Amen. Um, that even in the difficult circumstances that we can still root down, show our worship, show our faith, uh, and really just continue to worship Him. Amen. And that's how God matures us. That, that's how God really just strengthens our faith as well. Amen. Um, Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. As you trust in Him. Um, by worshiping God, we reaffirm that trust in Him. Amen. Uh, by trusting God, we are also filled. It says here, you hope you fill you with all joy and peace. How much do we just want comfort in the times that we're really under pressure, that we're really straining? Um, we want comfort. And people do speak into us, um, but going straight to the source of joy and peace as you trust Him, how much more powerful can it get? So even in crazy and circumstances, unfair and circumstances where everything seems to be on fire. Um, God is the one who can grant us joy and peace through those times. Amen. Um, and moving on to the last point, the third point. Um, so we know that we must acknowledge God. Uh, we know that we must continue to have an attitude of praise and worship. So third one is remain or be devoted to God. Amen. Sounds easy, right? Just remain, just stay with God, right? Um, but it's not, it's not easy. Um, because when we actively show strong and mature faith, it makes God proud, actually. Remember we read earlier on um, in Job verse 8. Um, I think I'm going to actually reference verse 1 and verse 8, actually, um, where it says, it's actually amazing how the Bible is, is read out because when it's I think when it's repeated it's, it's really powerful um, so Job chapter 1 verse 1 says Job was a man who lived in Uz I don't know how to pronounce that I should pronounce it wrong Uz not Oz not the Wizard of Oz Uz um, he was honest inside and out a man of his word who was totally devoted to God and hated evil with a passion I don't think it's any coincidence that in verse 8 God also says to Satan, have you noticed my friend Job? There is no one quite like him. Honest, true to his word, totally devoted to God and hating evil. 
again, just that reaffirming that God is proud of us and will say it like a proud parent. Amen. Um, I think the important part of this story is that um, Job did not sin. Um, that's why this third point is coming about. Job did not sin. Um, because God said to Satan, honest, true to his word, totally devoted. Um, and so far, Job is proving God's boast to be right. Amen. Against Satan. Um, and I wrote here, Job, without even knowing it, again, because Job has no idea of this conversation, Job, without even knowing it, is silencing Satan. Amen. And that, that's so powerful. Imagine being able to silence Satan like that without even knowing it. Um, again, God didn't brief Job. He didn't tell Job, listen, I need you to put a good word in for me because... I'm going to have this thing with Satan and I just need you to just hang in there. I'm going to take everything away. <laughs> just like that Hannah passing the micro to be like, yeah. <laughs> um, God didn't say anything of that, like that to Job. Yeah. He just took everything away and Job accepted it and continued to worship God, continued to stay devoted and didn't curse God. That's the important thing. And there's just so much... And we know that Job lost everything. He lost everything. Uh, I've made a list here of like things that Job has actually accomplished. Um, again, no context to the conversation that God and Satan had. Um, Job overcame fear and did not give in to panic. Why? Because he knew God was in control. Job did not make believe pretending. Remember faking being positive. Didn't do any of that, but mourned appropriately. Why? because he knew God could comfort him. Amen. Job overcame pride and humbled himself before God. Remember all those things that he took away? We can find so much value in that. But Job understood that everything that he has came from God and that he can also take it away, but he's still God. Amen. Job overcame self-worth and decided not to, decided to worship God because God deserves worship. Because in Job's mind, he acknowledges God, so the only thing left also to do is worship him. Amen. Job overcame unbelief and did not give in to vain questionings of God. Why? Because he was secure in God. Amen. Job overcame anger and did not blame God because he trusted God. Amen. As we just, we just read as well, trust in God. Um, even I'm about to close, uh, maybe we can just invite the worship team back up as well. Um, but Job lost everything. Um, and in this chapter, um, there's no sign of him getting everything back, right? Um, but that's not the point of, of, of today, the, of the scripture. Um, because some of us are going through that right now. Uh, we hear all these different sermons, uh, all these heavenly conversations, uh, how good God is, uh, heaven rules, um, but that doesn't sometimes address what we're dealing with on earth, right? Um, again, this, this, this sermon is not telling you to stay positive, everything will go fine, because that's just life. Some stuff doesn't go fine. Um, some things just don't work out as much as we can try. Some things just don't work out. Um, and negative emotions do often get the be better of us. Um, but by acknowledging God, having an attitude of praise, 
and continue to devote yourself to God. Um, it might not give back what we've lost. Uh, we've still lost it. Um, but it unlocks this word called, and we all love this word, perseverance. Um, because in the most excruciating of circumstances, perseverance isn't just for us to get through it, um, but it also glorifies God. Amen. And Job is actually recognized in future books that, or future books here. Yeah. In James chapter 5, verse 11, it actually says, As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. So Job lost everything, but in his act and decision of acknowledging God and worshipping Him, not cursing Him, but continuing to, to devote himself to God, uh, we see God's name being glorified. Amen. Uh, we see Job persevering. Uh, we see trust as well being brought out uh, and also peace as well for all that he's lost. Um, and even as homework, maybe, uh, if you read Job chapter 42, just the very end, uh, you'll just see how much, how much good uh, God has really been in Job's life as well. Why don't we just pray? Amen. Father God, I want to thank you for this morning again, Lord. Um, Lord, we all come from different backgrounds, Lord. Uh, Lord, we all come from different walks of life. Um, Lord, some of us have, might find it harder or difficult than others, Lord. Uh, but Lord, we all encounter difficult situations. Uh, but Lord, we want to just pray that, um, that you just use this sermon, that we can refer back to it, Lord. Um, that we can acknowledge you first and foremost as our Lord and Savior. Uh, we continue to just choose to worship you, Lord, even despite all the uncertainty, all the uns all the uncircumstances as well, Lord, uh, all the unjust as well, Lord. That we just continue to worship you, Lord. Um, but Lord, we want to pray that we also just continue to uh, please you, Lord. Uh, continue to just devote ourselves to you, Lord. Uh, whether it be through our actions or our words, Lord. Uh, Lord, we want to pray that we can really glorify you in what we do, Lord. Uh, Lord, and through all these different things, Lord, that we can really just persevere through each and every circumstance that we face, Lord. And that we can really um, be, again, more aligned with you, Lord. Uh, just be able to trust you, grow our faith in you as well, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axechurch.uk. God bless.